Get out the way. Who got a watch? Who got the time? I'm raising the clock. Even in my feelings, grind don't stop. Got big Hi, Renee. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great, great. Today we have Renee Warren with us here at Mature Allure. I'm so happy you're here. You are a PR and lifestyle brand guru. So there's lots to chat about. Uh, if you'd like to first introduce yourself to everyone. Um, so I'm Renee Warren. <laughs> I am a PR expert, been in the space now for about 13 years. I started my first agency in 2012 when I was about eight months pregnant with my first son and then welcomed to my second son 11 months later. So I had two babies the same year that I started my agency. We grew it to have clients from South Africa to San Diego and now I am doing a different type of agency. It's this more smaller boutique, but I work with predominantly female entrepreneurs that are coaches um, or in the service space. Oh, wow. And the name of that agency is We Wild Women Agency. Why? I love that name. Why <laughs> that name? Well, it's, it was an evolution. And I've always loved, I, I have customers that are men. Funny enough, actually half of my customers are men. <laughs> Um, I don't discriminate against chromosomes, <laughs> but yeah. we, so like to break down the business name is we is an understanding of the collective, like us women. And then wild is us being a little bold and audacious and going against the grain. And then women is how we identify. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So tell us about some of the services you offer. So I have two core offerings. One is a PR retainer, which is their typical PR retainer. And it's through a program we call Sidelines to Headlines. So we get you off the sidelines and into the headlines. And then mm -hmm. the second program is called the Authority Booster Intensive, where my team and I develop your world-class PR strategy. And we create custom pitches, custom strategy, media list, everything for your team to take and implement and execute internally. Um, and so that allows more women access to great PR strategy and advice without the PR agency price. Wow, that sounds really good. So <laughs> you mentioned your boutique agency and you're helping, you're working with predominantly women. Um, are your business, are the businesses smaller? Are they new? Are they more established or does it matter? No, they're all over the map. Um, okay. Yeah. So some have been in the industry for as long as me. Um, and that could be in sales or in marketing. Uh, we do have product-based businesses as well. It just really depends on the needs of the client and how we can craft either the strategy or the retainer to work for them. Um, but no, we don't discriminate against the size. We haven't worked with any large companies like fortune a thousands or fortune five hundreds. Mm -hmm. Um, so these, some of them are fortune 5,000 companies, but they're usually companies that have a team of less than 10. Okay. Well, that's actually good. I mean, small companies really need love. You know what I mean? Like, oh, especially yeah. PR love. So um, what made you leap? I know that you said this is your second business, right? What made yeah. you leap into entrepreneurship? Other than I know you were pregnant the first time. Yeah. Well, I actually have only ever really been an entrepreneur. <laughs> I've had... 
the, I mean, during college I had jobs because I needed to pay the bills, but outside of college, after I graduated, I only had one real job, official corporate job for about two years. Um, but when I was 17, I started a restaurant with my sister and we did that seasonally for four years because I was told entrepreneurship meant you didn't work a lot and you made a lot of money. And boy, was I wrong <laughs> because Absolutely. at 17 years old, we were working 60, 70, 80 hour weeks sometimes. And it was crazy, but we made a lot of money. Like this was back in the nineties when you didn't have visa or debit, you used cash at mm. restaurants. And mm -hmm. so we had like big rolls and wads of cash underneath our bed. It's like $15,000 on a till. And we're like, what do we do with this? We'll eventually go to the bank and deposit the money. And then over time, we had a better understanding of how to operate a business. But since then, I went to college and graduated and traveled. And then I started, I was one of the first real social media influencers back in the day when I lived in Toronto. And I won a trip with World, uh, Virgin America, wherever Virgin America blew, uh, flew. And so um, from there, companies were hiring me because there was this thing called social media coming out and they wanted to know how to leverage it for their businesses. And so, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody did. And so yeah. we we're kind of figuring it out. And then with that, I eventually met what would become my business partner, Heather. And her and I came together, created this agency back when I first started my first agency. And we worked predominantly with funded technology startups. So this was a bunch of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> we worked with a bunch of dudes in the Valley. Um, and then when I came to create this company, I realized who I wanted to work with and support. And yes, I said, I work with men, but I just love working with women. It's a totally different energy. For instance, today on a client call, there was my client and her assistant and the assistant was breastfeeding her son. And she's like, I'm not on camera because I'm feeding. I was like, honestly, if you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. And yeah. we have a very productive meeting while we were still parenting. Yeah. And this was so beautiful to me because it was a gift I never got when I had my kids because you had to show up and be prim and proper and in front of these men. And now we live in a day and age where women can just do the things they need to do to parent and mother and be themselves. And it comes with no judgment. Yeah. And still get the job done. Yes. So, and you know. efficiently. Wow. Can you believe that? Exactly. Right. Oh, <laughs> weird. Weird. She's breastfeeding and like inputting numbers on a spreadsheet with one hand that was free. And I was like, oh, wow, you are, this is phenomenal. Amazing. And she was enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so as a mom of two, Speaking of being a mom, can you share some advice on how to mix or how you managed entrepreneurship and motherhood? Yeah. Fam. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, some, some Karens might think this is uh, not right, but I think that being a good mother is self-defined and there's so much pressure from society, from friends and family to do it a certain way because- mm -hmm where we are indoctrinated into motherhood is we think is the right way. And sometimes it just doesn't feel right. Like I have friends who have a totally different parenting style and it's not that I don't agree with it. It's just, I wouldn't do it that way. Mm -hmm. And their kids are perfect in a way that like a child would be and their family's having fun raising these kids. So for my husband and I, when we're having these kids, we realized we did a lot of research 
children don't necessarily need to spend a lot of time with you so much as the quality of time they spend is important. Mm -hmm. And so for me to see my two boys watching mommy run her business, grow her business, travel, get on stages and speak, be guests on podcasts was really important for me, for them to understand that women are equally as powerful, if not more powerful. And to fill up that the tank of being a good mother, I realized that sometimes just getting on my knees and playing Legos with them for an hour is all they need to feel seen and heard and loved. I drive them to school every day. I help them with their breakfast every morning. We sit together. We snuggle every morning, every night. We read books. And it's not like I'm spending hours and hours and hours of time with them. Mm-hmm. It's just enough for them to feel the love and to feel safe, right? It's our job as parents to keep our kids safe and not yeah. necessarily comfortable. And for them, it's like, what I need to do to fill up their little love tanks, I'll do that. And some days the tanks are bigger and some days <laughs> they're a little smaller. <laughs> yeah. um, but really when it came to us growing this agency, my husband at the time, the first agency, he was, he was in the startup space. And so he was running around on planes, raising money for his startup. What we had to do in order to have a good marriage and then to be great parents was we needed to apply business-like philosophies to our family life. So mm. this meant like I was the CEO of the household. He was the COO. I managed the CEO stuff. He managed the finance stuff and the ops stuff. And we would meet every week and we would report on things and we would tell each other like the issues to be discussed. And these were meetings that started weekly, gosh, probably about eight or nine years ago. And we still do them now. Wow. And my boys are now 10 and 11 years old. And it's just sometimes there's like nothing to talk about. And other weeks, there's so much to talk about, but we still come together. And it's a space that is really protected. So, you know, we have people in and out of our house all the time, but they know not to come during that time. Mm -hmm. Because it's him and I having a meeting. We're just hanging out, having lunch. Um, so what we did in our business to be successful in terms of systems and processes, we applied to our family life and the non-entrepreneur, they probably think, gosh, that is ugly. Why would I do that? (laughs) But I tell you, they say that for everything you systematize, like every yard of systematization, you get a mile back in terms Mm. of time and productivity and efficiency. And so that's what we did. And everything is like, we have a process for everything in this house, who's in charge of what and when, and just knowing those rules allows us to create more freedom in our life. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's an interesting way of thinking about it because I think sometimes people, and like, like you were saying, I mean, there's a specific way to be a mother or wife or, or the way people think that there, there is, that you're supposed to be, but it's like now a days people are kind of doing what works for them and what works Mm -hmm. for their family. So what you just mentioned might work for some people, because even though, like you said, it's systematic, why should your household be any different if it's going to kind of move and work smoothly? You know, I would think you kind of have to have some systems in place. Always. Yeah. So with that, let's talk a little bit about being in midlife and wanting to move into entrepreneurship because sometimes it's daunting. Not sometimes it's just daunting. It's daunting. I think any, at any time in life, but women who are in midlife and they're considering starting their own businesses, can you share one key piece of PR advice for them? 
Oh gosh. One key piece. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Um, am I allowed to swear on this? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. I am in my early forties. I don't know what midlife is. I think I'm in midlife. Anyway. So it's a number, whatever it is. I, I say I'm in this part of my life. that's called the give no fucks forties. Something mm-hmm. happens when you turn 40 years old and you're like, I don't give a fuck anymore. And it means like for me, it meant I care less what other people think. And like those bots and those haters can come at me because I'm so, I know who I am inside and I'm a good human being. And yes, I PMS and I get stressed out sometimes. And sometimes I don't show up in the best of my ability. But all this to say, when it comes to PR, the most important thing is to just show up as your genuine self. Because Mm. regardless of all the technology out there, that shows really, really like clearly online. So that is if you're like producing social media stuff, if you're showing up on podcasts, being you is the best version. And that's what people want anyway. They want the raw stories. They want to know. So everything you teach or everything you learn has to come with the story. What's the story Mm. and the reason behind that? Like, why did you start this business? Why did you start that product? Why did you move? People want the stories, but they really, at the end of the day, want to know who you are. So that's why when you're putting yourself out there, maybe as a personal brand or whatnot, there's a mix of like professional advice and a glimpse into the personal life because people want to know you're real and people want to know the like unfiltered, unedited, no makeup version of you because they're like, oh, that girl's real. Yep. I can feel, I feel it. So anytime like I share a story about something crazy that happened with my kids or I'm not feeling well, people are like, oh, I feel you today. That was me too. Way to go, sister. And I'm like, high five. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait till you hit 50. I think it'll be give no super fucks 50. (laughs) And then it just gets bigger from there, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can, I can agree with that. So what is brand today? Like, can you define Mm. that for us? Yeah. So a brand is, I think everyone, regardless of what they're doing, is a brand. Mm -hmm. And thank you to social media. If you're using it and you're on it, you're a brand. Even if you have no pictures or videos of yourself and you're just, your profile picture is a cat and you just keep (laughs) commenting on other people's things in a loving or hateful way, you're still a brand. So it is essentially how people perceive you, how they feel about you, the emotions that are invoked because of you or what it is that you're sharing. And the more important than ever now is when you're starting a business is you have a personal brand because people buy from those they know, like, and trust. And that know, like, and trust factor is a lot easier, but also harder today. Easier in the sense that You have a device like a phone and you can start a free account on Instagram or TikTok or LinkedIn and you can show up and you can share your stories. Even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, a woman in her 50s have lived 50 years of stories. We have a library of things we can talk about. And I say, don't be ashamed to to share those stories. But a brand is in essence that emotion that you evoke from from being you or your brand showing up online. Wow. Okay. That's, that's great advice. And as somebody who's got a new business, I'm really taking this all in yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I'm on social, but I'm not on social like I should be. So sometimes I'm a little like, oh, well, can you really say you have a brand? I, I know I do, 
but mm-hmm. there's things that I need to do to work at building the brand. So um, let's talk about bad publicity. Like say, <laughs> you know, and especially if you're just getting off the ground, or if you've only been around for a few years and then something happens and bad publicity hits, you know, that spreads like wildfire. How does somebody recover from that or how do they turn that around? Yeah. So uh, there's in PR, there's a whole industry called crisis PR. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I'm not an expert in this space, but I can speak to, it. and I'm going to give you an example, which is a story that people can relate to this. So I have a client who's in the real estate space and he made a little mistake in 2019 and some really strange blogger website that doesn't doesn't publish the best content, wrote an article about it and kind of exposed him. And it's like, you got a, you know, a $6,000 fine from the real estate board and all this stuff. Really, it's not that big of a deal because this stuff happens a lot. It's an, it was a paperwork error. It was an oversight, but anyway, someone decided to quote, expose him. And that article still trends when you research his name. If you just Google his name, it's like the fourth thing that comes up in Google. So he's like, what do I do? with this issue. And I go, listen, this is a pure SEO play. Uh What you need to start doing is trending for your name on publications that have a higher domain authority. So that means going to podcast roadshow, because the thing about podcasts is if it's a high ranking podcast, they typically put the, the guest's full name in the title. And that actually ranks. And then the other thing too, is to have higher ranking articles write about you and say your name in the title or in the subtitles or in um, some bullet points. So it's a content play. The other thing too, is you can always reach out to that author or to the publication and say, Hey, this is really tarnishing my brand. Not all of this information is factual. Can you please remove it? But the reality is we're always going to face something in our business or in our life that isn't good. For instance, Mm -hmm. years ago, I got sued for wrongful dismissal. So what that means is I fired somebody and then they sued me because they didn't think that it was right that I fired them. She didn't win. Regardless of the situation, she Mm -hmm. could have gone out and smeared my name. 100% she could have done that. And maybe she did. And in the back office somewhere, there's still people out there that only see me for that one instance. But the best Mm -hmm. thing you can do is acknowledge that this is happening hire a professional, right? And at some points, this could be a point where it is legal because it could be slander or defamation of character. Hire Mm -hmm. somebody that can help you with the messaging, but just keep showing up. Keep showing up. Like don't, don't skip a beat. There's this thing that's happening. And in the business world, let me tell you, I know a lot of very successful entrepreneurs and every day there's crap coming out about them. And if they let Mm -hmm. every single thing bug them, they wouldn't show up. Oprah, for instance, I love Oprah. I yeah. love Oprah and I love The Rock. They're being smeared right now because they only contributed $5 million each to the Lahaina um, Foundation, whatever, raising money to support the people that lost their homes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you saying only? Because they're worth hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. And I go, okay, so do you, Oprah and Rock, they don't care. They don't, yeah. they're going to keep showing up. Oprah's going to keep having beautiful conversations. The rock is going to keep doing the thing that he's doing because if they stopped because a handful of people were saying, Oh my gosh, you guys are so cheap and screw those billionaires. 
it's really disgusting the conversations and the yeah. sentiment people have towards them because they quote only between the two of them contributed ten million dollars. Yeah. And, and people are always gonna have something negative to say. Always like, that's gonna the, always happen. Somebody else's opinion of you is none of your business. It's no. none of your business. Because you look like you're an incredible woman, Sherry. You look like oh, you're full of you. light and beautiful and someone that just helps and hugs and supports community. I can tell that. And I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. And there's probably somebody over here that has something negative to say from maybe childhood or yesterday. Yeah. But it's because they're going through something. And yeah. their negative sentiment towards you is just them holding up a mirror of the things they don't like about themselves. And, the, and I think people don't realize that. I remember one time I complimented someone. And she's like, oh, you must be happy. And I thought that was weird. <laughs> but she was like, happy people don't compliment. And I was, and you know, you don't really think about it. She wasn't saying happy, I don't think, in a sense, like, <laughs> I'm always like, but just content within myself that I could compliment someone. And like you said, I mean, there's so many people out there that are going through their own misery, their own whatever they're going to find something wrong, even within the good. So yeah, yeah, like you said, to show up, I think that's really, really important because a lot of times I get down or get tired and I'm just like, but you know what? You got to keep showing up. I love that. Yeah. Well, and you said it well, there's always going to be people that find something wrong in the good. Yeah. More often than not, there's more people that find the good in the wrong. And those are the people you need to surround yourself with. Those are the people that you need to be giving compliments to and receiving compliments from because they're going to build you up. And this means that any level of of new life, any new level of business, when you're leveling up, if the people around you aren't leveling up too, you Mm. have to find a new support community. And you hope that they come with you and you're all journeying on this beautiful hike up a gigantic mountain. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. And that's okay to leave people behind. Doesn't mean you're leaving them behind in life. You're just leaving them behind for that component in your life that they can't support you on any longer. And but those I people also, are going to be insulted. They're going to be hurt. A hundred percent. You know what? You just got to keep going. Also, I also think that goes back to your give no fucks forties <laughs> mentalities. Cause the older you get, yeah, they're not going to be happy, but you kind of don't care. You know what I'm saying? You just, I think the older you get, because you realize that life, you've been, like you said, you've had a lot of stories. There's a lot that has happened. And the things you have to do, you have to do. And these other people, if they come, they come. If they don't, they don't. Um, So, yeah. Well, I think we only have so much capacity in our life for people in our like personal bubble. Mm. And the reality is, if we choose to, that bubble can always be full. So, you and when someone leaves the bubble because they're they're kicked out or they stepped out, someone is gonna, like an amoeba. It's gonna absorb somebody else if you let it. And wow. I think about all the people in my life that were there when I first started entrepreneurship, and I'm so grateful for them, and I'm beyond thankful for everything they did to support me and guide me and share my stuff and buy my stuff. And yeah. I know the majority of those people are still cheering me on. And some of them are ahead of me or beside me or behind me. And I'm not going to step on them. I'm going to keep cheering them on. But I realize that in order for me to get to that next level, I need other people that have already been there 
or also going there. And then you create this community that just keeps growing with you, hopefully. And you'll see that with PR. (laughs) You'll see that with social media, with marketing is you got to surround yourself with people that can help guide you to, to your destination. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, well, I guess I was going to ask, how do you, how do you develop that give no fucks mentality? Give no fucks forties yeah. mentality. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just have to live life. Right. Yeah. And you start giving less fucks, the more you start taking bigger chances. So if you play small, you get little small fucks, but if you play mm. big, you get bigger ones. And I know this with anybody who is an emotionally intelligent human being, anytime they've gone through one big gigantic shitstorm, on the other end, if they're faced with that same storm, they're like, I know how to handle this. I've been through this before. It's annoying. It's going to take more time and money, but you know what? It's going to take two weeks and I'll get through the other side. But for the person who's never faced it before, all those emotions are real and it sucks. But you have to think, okay. You know, it reminds me of the song going on a bear hunt. Have you heard this song before? It's a book so. and a song. The lyrics go, we're going on a bear hunt. We're going to find a big one. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. What a beautiful day. Uh-oh, mm. a lake, a big, cold, deep lake. Well, we can't go over it. can't go under it. can't go around it. You have to go through it. So the whole moral of the story is no matter what you come up faced with on a day-to-day basis, the fastest way to the other side is right through it. Through it. And it wow. is cold and it is wet and it is uncomfortable. But the other side, I mean, you look at those people that are trying to go around it. You're like, you're already 100 miles up the road because they're yeah. still trying to go around it. You're mm-hmm. like, guys, just go through it. It sucks. But you know what? It's fine. It's not that yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So lastly, is there a quote or something someone um, said? that always stays in your mind or plays in your head? I mean, you mentioned the song that keeps you kind of motivated and keeps you going. Yeah. Stevie Nicks. I love Mm. Stevie Nicks. One of her quotes is actually engraved on one of my mugs. It goes Mm -hmm. something along the lines of, if you're gracious, you've already won the game. And so I believe if we all just show up with that mentality of being gracious then we've already won whatever lies ahead of us because that's how we're showing up. Wow. Well, Renee, this has been a great conversation. Um, if, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you and work with We Wild Women Agency, how would they go about doing it? Yeah, they can go to wewildwomen.com or they can find me on Instagram, Renee underscore Warren. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here at Mature Allure. It's been an awesome conversation. Hope to have you back sometime, maybe next year to, um, you know, just kind of follow up with you and see what's happening. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mature Allure. For more information about us, visit matureallure.net and get social with us on Instagram and YouTube at mature.allure, Facebook at For Mature Allure, and Twitter at mature underscore allure. Till next time, we encourage you to stay positive, embrace who you are at every stage of your life, and always tap into your mature allure.